You're listening to Money Minded, your West Coast mortgage and real estate news podcast. I'm your host, Randy Vance, alongside my podcast partner, the vocally talented Heather Lowry. How do? On today's show, we've got the do's and do nots when buying your next home, an intro into what Money Minded is all about, and we'll have your Central Oregon real estate update and your West Coast mortgage news. Today is March 23rd, 2021. It's going to be a great show today. Really excited to get things kicked off with you, Heather. I can't wait to get things kicked off with you, my friend. All right. This is Money Minded. So welcome to the show. Let's get things kicked off, Heather. Um, You know, this is, in fact, our first show. Um, So why don't we start with a tongue twister, the money-minded mission, or the M&M&Ms, if you will. Perfect. Um, Money-minded is your West Coast mortgage and real estate news podcast. Each week, we will bring you important market updates industry professional opinions, local real estate and mortgage trends, as well as some great tips and tricks. Whether you are a first-time homebuyer or a savvy investor on the latest 1031 exchange, we are here to educate, entertain, and evolve. We promise to bring on qualified experts as guests and answer as many of your real estate investing questions Take a breath. as we can. Look for different topics each week and feel free to suggest some of your own. Well done. I think that about spells it all. You know, I mean, here our, our mission is to, you know, bring to the consumer and also the industry professional. There's a lot of news in here. I think that can really help other real estate agents and uh, loan officers such as myself. Um, you know, the information that maybe the, they're not getting elsewhere. Right, right this is a really cool tool to be able to reach out to people and be on the same page and maybe us learn something as well. I mean, we're going to have home builders on, Mm -hmm. right? We're going to have some, we're going to have CPAs. We've got tax season coming up. So in a couple of weeks, we'll have a a CPA from Capstone CPAs right here in Bend, Oregon as a guest. Uh, We're going to have some uh, principal brokers in. I I know the owner of a couple of, uh, uh, real estate offices will be joining us. And really, we're just, you know, we're going to let this thing evolve too uh, around the listener. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really excited to hear the feedback. Yeah. So um, speaking of feedback, uh, email at us at uh, info at moneyminded.us if you've got any comments or suggestions or you just want to say hi. So Heather, you know, people probably don't know us from Adam. And so we put together, you know, kind of some, uh, some little fact sheets Right. about each other. I've got some uh, I've got some facts about you. Good go. And you've got some facts about me. And then we've we've also got some facts about the producers. Um, Christina Willis is our videographer mm-hmm. and co-producer and we've got Joey Canada over here who's a, also a broker with uh, Cascade Sotheby's International Real Estate as our producer today. So, um, why don't you uh, why don't you tell people a little bit about me? Well, Randy Vance has a not only just a velvety voice, but uh, he's a senior mortgage specialist for Directors Mortgage in Bend, and he really wants me to read this um, NMLS number of 1455628. You never know when the CFPB might be listening, so it's important. You know, we're, we're bred as loan officers to, to make sure that we put that on literally everything, even our pancakes. You do not live dangerously, and that's what I like about you. <laughs> He has been working in the industry for 
for quite a few years since 1998, right? Yes. And you're an avid fisherman. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your favorite thing to fish for? Mackinac lake trout. You watch your language. Um, it's family show. <laughs> terrible golfer. I don't, I am a terrible golfer. I don't think that's true. Animal lover, borderline hoarder. That is true. Uh, yeah. yeah. No borderline animal hoarder. I'm not an, I'm not an actual hoarder. Okay. I'm a borderline animal hoarder. You're way too organized to be a hoarder. Um, four dogs, four cats, one wife, and you are a singer songwriter. Once upon a time. Yes. Once upon a time. Excellent. Excellent. So you have some information about me. I don't know if I'm comfortable with you sharing. It's it, but. pretty incriminating. And honestly, I've, I felt like you really likes long walks on the beach while singing mariachi. Now, is that is this a fact? Do you actually like to take walks on the beach and sing mariachi? Any type of music, but mariachi, okay. definitely. You do sing opera. Can I put you on the spot uh, for a couple of notes? Okay, that is quality, yeah, quality welcome. stuff. That is one thing that the three of us do have in common. We all do have a music background. So a couple of things about Heather Lowry. She's a licensed broker with Windermere Central Oregon Real Estate, um, licensed to do real estate in the state of Oregon. Top 5% in the nation for customer satisfaction with over 250 sales. Wow, fancy. It feels great. Fancy. Feels good. Um. You know, I missed part of this thing here where it says likes long walks on the beach while singing mariachi. Second line, music with a kilt on. I, that, that seems very important. It is because when you're on the beach, you want to be able to have the dynamic of playing, you know, m maybe you have a tuba behind you and it's really... Right. Right. You want to have that, you don't want any clothing to obstruct that sound. Fair enough. Between the beach, Fair the enough. waves, the kilt. It's All right. So you're native Oregonian, yep. which is uh, few and far between, um, which is, you know, which is okay. I think there's like 12 of you that live in Bend. Uh, native Oregonian, you've got two kids, two dogs, one cat, and one fabulously tolerant husband. Oh yeah. He puts up with me. <laughs> I have one fabulously tolerant wife. And I feel like her full time job is putting up with me. Yeah, mine so, as well. He gets he gets paid handsomely for that. Yeah. Well, now you guys know a little bit about us, the hosts. Let's find out about the producers. Uh, looks like you've got Joey and I've got Christina. So why don't you kick it off with Joey? Joe's actually really interesting, and I found out a little nugget about him that I love. <laughs> um, Forty years in the music business. Yes, ma'am. What what does that feel like to you? It makes me feel like I'm extremely old. You look 70. <laughs> you, ha you, sir, have a face for radio. Oh, God. No, just kidding. Actually, he's a very handsome man. Aww. Um, in 2018, ACM Bass Player of the Year nominee. Ooh, that's fancy. What the flock of seagulls. Right. I like mm, that. Thanks. And played on records for Keith Urban, Reba, Brett Young, Carly Pierce, Kane Brown, Lauren, Elena, Maddie and Tay, and others. I should have been a bass player. You should have been. Ugh. It's not too late. Golly. I, I should have as well, but my <laughs> fingers are kind of like so, little smokies flanked by so kibosa. But, but Joey, you also practice real estate, and you're a fantastic uh, listing and selling agent, too, for buyers Thank and you. sellers. Thank you. Um, yeah, I love it. Yeah, and here we are. Just mm -hmm. a couple of... Realtors <laughs> and a lone guy. 
All right. Well, I've got some pretty incriminating news on uh, Christina. Uh, Christina Willis uh, handed me her old Tinder bio. Um, oh, I should boy, probably remind brave. her Swipe that. Uh, so brave. Um, I should probably remind her that this is a family show. Okay. So I can only read two of the three things on here. So she says two truths and a lie. Um, Heather and Joey, you guys tell me I've surfed with sharks. I've ran two marathons. I've jumped out of a plane. Which one's the lie? Surf with sharks. Okay. Joey, Joey, what, what's your pick? I think, I think she jumped out of a plane for sure. Okay. So which one didn't she, which one's she lying about? I think she's lying about the sharks. I think she's lying about the sharks too. Okay. It's unanimous. You're lying about the sharks. Incorrect. <laughs> what? Wow. She speaks. <laughs> so you swam with the sharks. You have not jumped out of a plane. I have indeed jumped out of a plane, actually. You have. So you have not run two marathons? Nope. Oh, man. Well, we one? struck out there. Not even one. No. It's on the bucket list one day, but. Have you ever ran? No, I've never ran in my life, actually. <laughs> no, she is not a runner. Absolutely not. Maybe running from her problems. Yes. Uh, says here she loves a good adrenaline rush. She's a Eugene native, uh, graduated from or, uh, from Oregon State University. You're Beaver, right? No. Go Beavs. Let's <laughs> go Ducks. Okay. Yes. She she yes. she graduated from University of Oregon. Um, also has a strong background in escrow mm-hmm. and is on uh, Team Vance with me here at Directors Mortgage. She is a fabulous loan officer assistant and uh, loan processor. So thanks for uh, thanks for being part of our show. So now we've got a, we've got a couple of things here. You guys have, have had a chance to meet everyone. Now let's get into the meat and potatoes of the show and let's talk about the do's and do nots. And now it's time for the do's and do nots. When buying your next home or getting a mortgage. Man, those are some funky beats. I like funky it. Beats. Thank you, Mr. Producer, for the funky beats. <laughs> All right. Do keep your job or, cor- or current source of income. Do not make a change in your income or employment without talking to your mortgage professional first. So what this means is, oh, I got a job offer, right? Mm-hmm. I'm right in the middle of buying my house. I got a better job offer across the street. They said they're going to pay me X amount of money. Well, that could be an issue when you are in the middle of a real estate transaction. Right. Um, and that, that issue is some lenders will not allow you to make that change, even if you're in the same line of work without being on the job for 30 days. And if you're in a 30-day close, well, guess what? You're you're asking for an extension now. Right. Um, do make a savings plan and stick to it. Do not, and I can't I can't stress this enough. Do not make large purchases. <laughs> like a brand new BMW? Or a Harley. Or I don't know, like some hunting gear we are in Central Oregon, like a new boat. Yeah. So large purchases are technically subjective. So if you have something over $500, please reach out to your uh, loan officer again. That's really important. And that even includes, you know, if you're buying a new house or let's say you're, you're buying a, um, a resale home mm-hmm. and they're taking their washer and dryer and the refrigerator and dishwasher, they're taking all the appliances with them. 
you know, I, I get that phone call sometimes like, Hey, am I okay to go to, you know, the home Depot or one of these warehouse stores and, you know, get my refrigerator open, you know, get, get it ordered. Mm-hmm. Is that okay? Um, you know, sometimes yes, sometimes no, it really d- just depends on your entire loan por- uh, profile. Trust your loan officer professional. Trust your loan officer professional. Do keep your current credit account, credit accounts open. Do not open new accounts or max out the current ones. That means no living on your credit card to get through the mortgage, right? What? 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 <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And, and also, you know, one thing out there for the listeners is closing accounts that have been open for quite some time negatively impacts your credit. Yep. You would think, you know, oh, well, I'm just going to pay off this card and I'm just going to close it because I don't want it anymore. Well, the age of accounts really does factor into your overall credit score. So it's important, even if you have it at a zero balance and you haven't used it for some time, that you don't close it, especially while you're in the middle of a loan transaction. Yep. Do be honest and communicate. Do not try to hide important facts and events. So uh, as a loan officer, you know, we, w- when we're submitting a loan to underwriting, right? Underwriters are basically detectives. Their job is to ensure uh, losses against the company, right? So we have ways of finding out if you own uh, extra real estate that you haven't disclosed, uh, if maybe you've had a bankruptcy that didn't show up on your credit report, or possibly that you're behind on your child support, all sorts of things. So rip off the Band-Aid, be completely honest with us from the gate. Um, so how far does Inspector Cluso go? There's really no timeline. You know, some people say, oh, seven years, you know, nothing on your credit lasts longer than seven years. Well, judgments never go away, right? So I've seen in cases where a judgment from 20, 25 years ago has made it to where a person has not been able to purchase the house until that judgment was paid and taken care of. So, um, you know, we just do a thorough investigation. I like it. That sounds really intense, doesn't it? It kind of does. Okay. It kind of is. Well, I assure you, if you, <laughs> if you have nothing to hide, you have nothing to worry about. If, as long as you're honest and upfront about everything, then there's nothing to worry about and there's nothing scary about it. Right. We've been so, through this before. We have been, we yeah. have been through this before. Yeah. Okay. Do get pre-approved before you go home shopping. Do not offer on real estate unless you are pre-approved or paying cash. So why is it so important, Heather? Why is it so important when you're working with um, a buyer that they're pre-approved? So we are not guiding them in the wrong direction. If a person says that they are pre-approved or not pre-approved, I definitely 100% recommend that they go in and talk to um, a professional loan officer to ensure that we are shopping for the right thing. If you are getting your tax refund and you think that you are in a position to pay $3.5 million on a home, you might have to reassess. Right. right. Well, and it's also important too, because it could be an, an, a huge waste of time and resources for you. You're driving them around from property to property and they, they think, ah, you know what? I've got good credit. I've got money down. I've got a job part-time, you know, I, I should, you know, I can afford it. I've got money in the bank. I can afford it, but doesn't mean that they can actually buy that property and nothing is worse than you writing a contract out and the sellers getting excited that someone has purchased their home to find out that they're not pre-approved. So do get pre-approved, especially in this market. Yes. 
Yeah, especially in this especially market. in this market, especially in this especially market. here. <laughs> <laughs> Do keep your accounts and financials organized. Do not make large deposits without keeping a paper trail. What's that mean? So large deposit might be, you know, hey, I sold my dirt bike for four thousand bucks and I put it in. You know, put it in the bank. That's four thousand bucks. Um, maybe I've been holding on to some mattress money or some cash that's been sitting in the safe. I've been saving up for some time. Um, you know, that does pose a problem. You know, we go back at least two months, and in some cases, uh, even further back. Uh, when it comes to deposits. So if you've got cash sitting in your safe or under your pillow, or you're waiting for the tooth fairy to make a delivery, <laughs> you need to you need to make sure that you get that deposited as soon as possible. Right. That's because, what we call seasoning. Right. Seasoning. So, you know, it's it all it all comes from the Patriot Act, right? So the Patriot Act is designed to make sure that we are not funding terrorism. Right, oh, so yeah, yeah. it's a way for uh, for Uncle Sam and you know big government to be able to kind of monitor us and mm-hmm. you know what money is going where and why. So oftentimes uh, throughout throughout a transaction, folks will you know come to me and say, "Why do you need to know what this is? This was a gift or this was a loan from somebody." Right, so it just opens up cans of worms. So again, be honest and be forthright. And it's a part of the process. Yeah, if you being honest gets you a home. Heck yeah, be honest. Heck yeah. Well, that wraps up the do's and the don'ts. And now with this week's Central Oregon real estate market update, the absurdly talented Mrs. Heather Lowry. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for really, really love me. Anyways, <laughs> I'm here to update you on what the market is doing here in Central Oregon. Um, last month in February, this is going off of what you might call the Beacon Report. Hmm. This gets sent out on a monthly basis and tells us real estate agents the numbers that will not bore. They'll excite. Mm. Mm-hmm. Currently, uh, we are seeing a opening of the market. So last month we saw 0.52 months of inventory. Unbelievable. In a healthy market, people. What that means is we have less than a quarter of the inventory. So that's why we're seeing prices um, skyrocket um, and we're seeing things penned within two to three days. It's yeah. absolutely ridiculous. It's nuts. So there's literally minutes. Or hours of inventory, if you will. I think so. Lots of sight unseen written purchase agreements, which scares me. Me too. Wow. Wow. A lot of FaceTime walkthroughs. Yes, we'll take it. Mm -hmm. Scary. And are there contingencies that are typically written in the contract? Um, if they've not seen the property, do they have a certain amount of time to, to view the property before the, the offer is considered accepted? Yeah, it's a 10 day period, correct? I think it's 10 days. Okay. Do you have any, do you have anyone that literally comes in and just says, you know, I waive all my rights. I waive the inspection. I waive everything. I want this house. Lost home. I sold. So I feel that I feel like there's a sense of desperation out there. And, and what I mean by that is I've got clients who are looking to relocate, you know, COVID we're, we're kind of coming out of COVID right now. People are moving out of the big cities and moving to medium sized communities such as ours here in central Oregon. And I mean, I'm, I'm getting phone calls where it's like, we're going to see this house in two hours. We're not pre-approved yet. Oh crap. Can you help us? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Or we have to be out of our house by the end of next month or the end of this month. 
you know, I've already called the movers. We haven't found a house yet because there's nothing to buy, but we know we're moving. Mm -hmm. So there's that sense of desperation. And is that have something to do with, uh, with people that are offering 50, a hundred, 200,000 over asking price? Absolutely. Absolutely. You'll find that it's not only the local buyers that are vying for the same property. We have people that are moving from places like Seattle, the larger cities, LA, San Francisco, mm-hmm. that are seeing the beauty of Central Oregon during their visits and now realizing because of COVID, they don't have to be in a building to work. They're working right. remotely from their favorite vacation spot. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Wow. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how things are next week. My guess is much of the same. You know, we actually did see a little bit more properties come on in the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. So that's really promising. That's usually what happens cyclically. However, um, it'll be entertaining to see what does happen because we are still seeing those tight timelines of two to five days on the market. Well, thank you to the Beacon Report for all of this wonderful information. And thank you for Heather and Joey for your opinions. You're welcome. You are welcome, sir. (laughs) With your West Coast Mortgage News, I am Randy Vance. Rates continue to climb after seeing all-time lows just a couple short months ago. The average rate for a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage rose again for the sixth time in the past seven weeks to 3.45%. 15-year rates have moved up to 2.89% on average, and the 30-year jumbo remains stable at 3.48%. That was all very informative, and I appreciate that. So why are rates going up? You know, that's a, that's a good question. Before I answer that question, let me just preface with rates are still historically low. Excellent. Right? They're near historic lows. Mm-hmm. So where we were at this time last year, we're pretty doggone close. Yep. Okay. So people say, oh my God, rates have gone up. Don't let that cool you off. Yeah. Right. So, you know, basically, um, you know, to, to just cut it down in, into layman's terms, how interest rates work deals with a couple of different sources, right? Really, it's going to deal with how, how well the economy is doing. Um, there's a few a few ways that you can you can see that. You can look at the stock market. You can look at the bond market. You can look at certain mortgage-backed securities, how they're performing. So how the yield on the 10-year U.S. bond and the performance of the mortgage-backed securities, they cause rates to go up and down. Right. It's all supply. It's all supply and demand. Mm -hmm. And when investors get their fill, you know, they're very, very hungry. Rates down, 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 super low. Yeah. And then they're not they're not as hungry as they once were. Mm -hmm. So rates kind of start inflating slowly but surely Um, with the economy starting to boom, starting to come out of COVID, right? We're seeing a lot of positive things, a lot of people getting back to work. We're seeing, um, you know, across the nation, we're seeing kids going back to school, right? Things are kind of getting back to normal. Airlines are are flying more flights. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, vacation communities are starting to see an uptick um, in tourism. So all of these things that that happen, right? A, A good economy is bad for interest rates, right? Yep. So, so people ask me, should I lock or should I float? Floating is entirely a gamble to you right now. In six of the last seven weeks, rates have gone up. So floating is absolutely a gamble. Um, If you get into contract or you are doing a refinance, for Mm -hmm. example, 
lock that thing in. Most companies have a float down policy if rates go down enough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tell me more about the float. How long can a person float for and locking? How far back can a person lock a loan? Well, there that, that's actually a really good question. So you can lock, uh, right now uh, at Director's Mortgage, we have a lock for 270 days, which is designed for someone who's doing a long close or new construction. Mm-hmm. And essentially it's a quarter percent over market rate, right? Mm-hmm. And it's locked for for 270 days. Now I've got a few of those where the rates have gone way over where they lock. So it's like a safety lock, right? Then within typically within 20, 30 days of closing, we'll revisit that lock. And if rates have improved, we'll float them down. If rates have gotten worse, at least they're locked into that long-term lock. Right Now, if, you, if you're looking at a short-term lock, most companies will have a uh, 10, 15, or 20-day lock. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a 20-day lock here. So you definitely want to lock within 20 days of closing. So you know, if you're on a 30-day close, you really don't want to play the gambling game. Um, you know, in the, those first two weeks, you really want to think about locking. Right. So. Especially in this market. Right, right. Absolutely. And, you know, and I wanted to let people know, you know, again, rates are not through the roof right now. The The average 30-year fixed rate is, what, um, hovering right around three and a half. That's still a fantastic rate, you know. It's not too late to refinance. Um, you know, home values are going up. Mm-hmm. So, so think about that. Not only can you save money on your mortgage every month, but maybe you can remove mortgage insurance with the values going up. Right. You know, I mean, that's, that's payment literally that's going nowhere. You're going to a third party mortgage insurance provider and that's only to safeguard in case you default on your mortgage. Yep. And that doesn't safeguard you, that safeguards the lender and the servicer. So home improvements, other ideas like that, um, definitely not too late. And then, you know, finally, before we close the, before we close it down on the West coast mortgage news, I wanted to talk to you guys about the F word. <gasps> the F word funky. also known as uh, funky. Yes. Funky. The F word is funky. No, the F word is forbearance, dun, right? Dun, dun. When we went into, uh, when we went into lockdown last March, Oh my gosh, people were panicking. Nobody knew if we were going to be able, you know, so many people were out of jobs, weren't able to make their mortgage payments, weren't weren't able to make their rent payments, right? So most of these servicers came out and said, hey, we're going to provide you some relief. We're going to give you forbearance from having to make your payments while we figure out what's going on in the economy, right? Such a great year in 2020. Incredible. (laughs) Incredible. So, uh, you know, many loans right now are beginning to come out of forbearance, either because uh, the forbearance is expiring or the the borrowers have regained their financial stability and no longer need the forbearance. Um, Forbearance is still looked at as a credit event, right? Like a Mm -hmm. bankruptcy or a loan modification or a divorce, right? It's looked at as a credit event or a collection Mm-hmm. Right, so it doesn't it doesn't necessarily affect your credit score, but it can affect your ability to get another mortgage. Yep. So you have to be if you're currently in forbearance or you just came out of forbearance, you have to have made at least three on time payments, and the current servicer has to verify in writing that you are no longer in forbearance. Now, some folks were in forbearance for nearly a year, right, and so that balance of interest has built up and built up. Some lenders will require that all of that interest, 10, 15, 20, $30,000. That's my next question. They're going to want to verify that all of that is paid 
to date or that the loan has been modified and it's been put to the end, right? So if we start seeing loan modifications, right? We're not out of it yet. The, mm-hmm. the economy is bouncing back up. Everybody's feeling good. But at the, the F word, right? Six months, 12 months from now, two years from now, we may see the short sale come back. We may see loan modifications come back and we may even see foreclosures. You shut your mouth right now. I know I'm not, I don't mean to be the doom and gloom <laughs> for everybody, right? I just want you to know with, with, so many folks in forbearance now they're so far behind and they look at it and they say, well, gosh, you know, I, why am I going to pay the twenty, thirty thousand dollars in interest? Right. Mm-hmm. So the forbearance, while it was a, uh, I'm going to call it a little bit of a Trojan horse, right? It was here. We've gift wrapped this to you, the borrower. You don't have to make your payments for a few months, but we're going to keep charging interest <laughs> and that interest is going to build and it's going to build and it's going to build. And unless the government somehow comes in and intervenes, that money's still due and payable, right? Mm-hmm. You haven't made your payments, you're still accruing interest every single month. And so, you know, while some people needed it now, looking back at it, even when you get back, you know, when you get back to work, well, shoot, now I'm I'm in the hole 15 grand, but why don't I just walk away, right? Yeah. And I'm not saying that's what people should do. So if you're listening to that, I'm, I'm merely hypothesizing of what may happen in the future. So um, the moratorium, I believe, is up in June for, for, for forbearance as well as evictions. So I guess kind of stay tuned. We'll, we'll play it by ear. We'll see what, uh, we'll see what everyone, um, you know, we'll see what the government does and how they intervene. But um, you know, either way, that that wraps it up for us today. Heather, thank you so much uh, for being part of this, for being my co-hostess with the mostess. Well, thank you, Mr. Randy Vance. You're pretty amazing yourself. And uh, and Joey and Christina, thank you so much for your guys' support. If you've got questions or comments, please email us at info at moneyminded.us. Do it. That about wraps it up. That was a fun show. Yeah. So... Uh, who do we have coming on next week? We have the indomitable. The abominable. The uh, indomitable Dave Fagans. Oh, I love Dave Fagans, principal broker and owner at uh, Windermere Central Oregon Real Estate. That'll be fantastic. He'll be. A, he's going to be a great guest. He's a wealth of knowledge and has a magnificent mustache. Oh, I don't think that. I don't think there's a better mustache. Even I think Tom Selleck wrote him a letter and commented on how beautiful his mustache is. I cannot confirm nor deny him feeling slightly intimidated. (laughs) Hey, we'll see you guys next week. That's Money Minded.